With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, we start the podcast with some positivity. Number one, I'm proud of myself. I know that seems odd. We'll get to that in a moment, but I didn't bust out. I didn't chase money. I didn't do all the things that I used to do out of frustration. Number two, it could have been a whole lot worse on Thursday, especially the way it started. And number three, our loss on Thursday ended up being less than it was on Tuesday and Wednesday. So those are all positives. We start Friday with positivity. So now let's get to the card. We start in the National Football League. We played the Cleveland Browns minus the three. Had I said I played them for the game, I'd be happy right now. Unfortunately, I played them in the first half. I don't know how the Steelers had 14 points at halftime, but they did, and we lose that ticket. In college football, we played West Virginia, minus the one and a half for the game. It was tight at halftime, but in the second half, the Mountaineers separated. And I'm going to circle this team because with JT Daniels, that running game, him throwing the ball, that's a dangerous team. That'll be a live dog in the Big 12 in some games. If the number's right, I plan to play the Mountaineers a few more times. They kind of passed the eye test for me on Thursday night, so very happy to cash that ticket. Now we go to Major League Baseball. I said I wanted to play the first game on the card, and in the old days, after being 1-7 and seven on our baseball handicap in the previous two days, I would have sat there and said, hey, for the year on the team totals, I'm hitting at 56.2%. I can't go on this cold of a streak. I am so due to win. I'd have pushed a little action on the Angel under one and a half. And for eight innings of baseball, eight innings in that game, the Angels didn't score a run. The problem is one inning, Martin Perez gives up three runs. That was, of course, within the first five innings. So we lost the ticket. So then the frustration of that game for sure would have had me doubling, tripling, maybe putting the whole bankroll on the St. Louis Cardinals with the philosophy, I'm not going to go one and nine. I'm too good to go one and nine. And you know what? The Cardinals get runners on second and third in the first inning. Don't get the run in. Get runners on in the second inning. Don't get a run in. When it's all said and done, the Cardinals over one and a half ticket does not cash. So now we're one and nine over a three-day stretch. Then the baseball gods say, hey, you believe in good pitching over good hitting, and it's going to pay off. Max Fried finds his way out of a couple tough jams against the Phillies somehow, some way. We cashed that ticket on the Phillies under one and a half, and that was at a plus 105. So that was a nice win. And then in the nightcap, we had Zach Gallon against the Dodgers. Great pitching over great hitting, and the Dodgers only score one run. We cashed that ticket under the two and a half. That was with ease even. I love that. So we go two and two on our baseball handicap. We stayed the course. We went through a one and nine stretch. Now I can say we're on a two and oh stretch, and maybe momentum's going to start to go our way. But Back to why I was, I'm just proud of myself. I didn't chase money, okay? And 20 years ago, I would have chased money. I would have bankrolled myself on that Cardinal game guaranteed. That's the type of player I once was. It is in our motto, and I'm glad I stuck to that discipline. It's tough to do it sometimes, but we got it done. And now we hope we've weathered the storm, and now hopefully we can go on a good run. 
Uh, ride the wave plays. We cash in the Yankees. We cash in the Guardians. We cash in the Giants. We lose the Astros and the Padres. And the swing game for the night, we unfortunately lose the Twitter pick because you went with the game I would have gone and double, tripled up on as well. The Cardinals. We lost it. So that's why we lose 114.65 on the day. But we are very happy to still have a bankroll, to still be, be going. And let's get to the card for Friday because good times are ahead. Let's start in college football. It's a battle in the ACC. Virginia at Syracuse. We're going to play the under 27 and a half in the first half of this one. So an interesting storyline here. The new offensive coordinator for Syracuse this year was the offensive coordinator at Virginia for the previous six years. The quarterback coach was also on that staff. So not only are these teams in the same conference, the coaching staff is going to have a ton of familiarity. Syracuse is averaging 37 points per game with a schedule that has included Louisville and Purdue. But if you remember last week, that Purdue game was 10-9 in the fourth quarter before the teams combined to score 42 points in the fourth quarter. The Cuse held Louisville to seven points in the opener, so they have a solid defense. Eight starters were returning to begin with. Meanwhile, Virginia, they're averaging 17.6 points per game on offense this year and they're giving up only 18.3. This is the first time since 2018 that the Cuse is favored by double digits in the conference. I expect both teams to minimize the big plays early, so I'm going to take the under 27.5 at the dome that should be rocking in the first half. That is Virginia and Syracuse under the 27.5. Next up, we go to Major League Baseball. And if I wasn't so cold, I would be stepping up on this play, not to chase money, but because it is a value play. We're on the Chicago Cubs over the one and a half runs in the first five at a minus 140. For Pittsburgh, it is Bryce Wilson making his 19th start of the year for the Pirates. He has a 6.07 ERA and a 1.48 whip. Last seven, a 6.48 ERA. Home ERA this year of a 6.57. Last seven appearances, three or more runs in each of those starts. In 18 starts this year, he's given up less than two runs. Drum roll, please. Just once. Yes, just once out of 18 starts. Three appearances this year against the Cubbies, all cash to the over. Three innings, three runs. Five and a third innings, four runs. Six innings, three runs. All that I can say is if I get an alert on my phone telling me that Bryce Wilson is tossing a no-hitter on Friday, I might toss it into the river. If this doesn't cash, I'm going to cry, but I'm taking the Cubbies over the one and a half in the first five at the minus 140. Next up on the card, we're going to play a first five over on the New York Yankees over the two and a half runs at a plus 100. For Boston, it is Rich Hill on the bump for the Red Sox. He has a 4.70 ERA and a 1.34 whip. Last seven, a 5.08 ERA. Post-All-Star break, a 5.65 ERA. Night games, a 6.46 ERA. Road numbers are better, but still not great. This will be his first start of the year against the Bronx Bombers. Judge is two for four career against Hill. Side note here, I recently went to the Roger Maris Museum sat in the seats from old Yankee Stadium and watched all 61 homers from 1961. I'm all in on this home run chase for the judge. The game is on Apple TV. Just feels like this might be the night for history. So I'm going to play the Yankees over the two and a half at the plus 100. I hope to see history with the judge. 
Yankees over two and a half at the plus 100. Next up on the card, it is the Philadelphia Phillies over the one and a half at a minus 150. For Atlanta, it is Jake Odorizzi getting the call for the Braves. He has a 4.04 ERA and a 1.25 whip on the season. Similar ERA on the road with a 4.07 post all-star ERA of a 4.53. Beat me last time around, lasting four and two-thirds innings, giving up just one run on only two hits against these same Phillies. This is like a delayed third time through the order, in my opinion. Opponents this year are hitting 321 against Odorizzi the third time around the batting order. I'm on the Phillies over the one and a half in the first five at the minus 150. Next up on the card, it's another first five over. So yes, I like good pitching over good hitting, but I just didn't find the good pitching that I wanted to back tonight. We're going to play the New York Mets over the one and a half at a minus 150. For Oakland, it is Cole Irvin towing the rubber for the A's. He has a 3.79 ERA and a 1.10 whip on the season. We bet Irvin to the under at home for basically three consecutive months. Since the All-Star break, though, he has a 4.56 ERA. And the last seven starts, he has a 6.28 ERA. Recently, he's given up six runs to the Mariners at home and nine runs to the Braves at home. Last four overall starts, he's given up three or more runs. We know the Mets can score runs. We know they're playing for a division title. So I'm going to take the Mets over the one and a half in the first five at the minus 150. Next up, you ride the wave plays. We have four for sure, and we might have five. Play number one, the New York Yankees over the Boston Red Sox at the minus 210. That is Cole against Hill with all eyes on the judge. Then we're playing the Cleveland Guardians over the Texas Rangers at a plus 100. That is Morris against Gray. We're going to be on the Kansas City Royals. Yes, Royals, welcome to the card. I haven't seen you in forever. We're going to play the Royals over the Mariners. No line available yet. We'll post it in the show notes once we get it in. We're on the Chicago Cubs over the Pittsburgh Pirates, a game I really like here at a minus 110. That's Assad against Wilson. And then we might be playing the Giants. We might not be playing the Giants if the D-backs win because the Giants and the D-backs are playing each other. And if both teams have more than three wins, they're both on the ride the wave card. So they're both out since we don't want to just lose the juice. So now let's recap your card for a Friday. Sorry for the rant to begin the show, but yeah, had to get it out there once. College football, we're on Virginia and Syracuse in the first half under the 27 and a half. Major League Baseball, oh, I love this one. It is the Chicago Cubs over the one and a half runs in the first five at a minus 140. We're on the New York Yankees looking for history over the two and a half runs in the first five at a plus 100. We're on the Philadelphia Phillies over the one and a half runs at a minus 150. We're on the New York Mets over the one and a half runs at a minus 150. Then you ride the wave plays. We're on the Yankees minus the 210. The Guardians plus the 100. We're on the Royals. No line available yet. And we're on the Cubbies minus the 110. We might be on the Giants or if the D-backs win, no play on the Giants and the D-backs game. But that's your card for a Friday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everybody. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.